Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as confident leaders and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Danielle Dill. Danielle is a web designer and educator for online solopreneurs who are fed up with struggling with their website and all the tech things in their business from email to figuring out offers and organizing it. She helps give business owners their power, control, and freedom so they tackle the tech without the overwhelm and frustration. She holds an associate's degree in web design, as well as five years experience in the field. If not working, she can be found picking up nearly any craft, cooking, baking, reading, probably Harry Potter, my daughter would love you, and listening to country music, I will love you, all so loud, I love, put that country music up loud. Our title for this episode is Strategies to Organize Your Business to Save You Time. Please join me in welcoming Danielle Dill. Hey, Danielle. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you, you know, um, Everything you said in that bio is true. Uh, there are tons of solopreneurs, small business owners, everyone that struggles with the technology, struggles with uh, wanting to do it at all themselves. You know, they just are not the delegators. They're wanting to control everything, but don't realize how much time and money they're losing by not giving up some things. So. Starting out with an easy question, I just always like to have our audience know, where are you coming from? Where do you call home? I am in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice. Very nice. So I want you to share what your story is of why you got started in this business. So I will try to keep this as condensed as possible (laughs) because it's something I'm passionate about. So I grew up average household, mom, dad, three siblings. They both worked full-time jobs and something that stuck with me from a young age. And it's always been this persistent thing is my parents hated their jobs. My mom would sometimes, she worked in a bank and she would sometimes Mm -hmm. come home crying. My father, the, his employer a year before he passed away which is another part of the story I'll get back to. Um, 
a year before he passed away, his employer was bought out and they were all laid off and they closed the business down. And it was a local small business to the area. And my dad had worked there so long, he had kind of been grandfathered in on this experience. And so he was making really good money. And he went on on unemployment and did his best to find a job. He had so many interviews and the best offers he would get would often give him just what he was making on unemployment or less than. Mm. But one thing I remember is that after he left his employer, he cut his antidepressant medication dose in half, just cold turkey cut it in half. And he was so much happier, even with cutting it in half, which to me had this big impact of how miserable he was. Hmm. And then fast forward to a year of him being on on unemployment, still looking for a job, and he ended up passing away. And so for me, it was this, ultimately this life is too short to, to do something you hate because I've Mm -hmm. seen it time and time again, too many people end up not getting to enjoy retirement or not making it to retirement to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I, I refuse to be one of those people who ends up you know, working a nine to five, living for the weekends to be able to do what I want to do on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my, my mom's boss died of, died of cancer before he got to retirement. My mother-in-law's boss, six months into retirement, had a stroke and wasn't the same. My sister-in-law's father, um, a year or two into retirement, he had a bad accident and wasn't the same. It, it's, it's, sucks and it hurts me to see people just suffering in their day-to-day just Mm -hmm. trying to get by until five o'clock or until the weekend so that they can do what they want so I always knew that whenever I figured out what it was I wanted to do it was (laughs) going to be something that I wanted to do that I enjoyed so I went back to school and got a degree in web design so I always had that fallback just as that that safety measure that my dad never had he never had that degree Mm -hmm. And from there, I went, I'm going to open my own business, be my own boss, make my rules. If I want to take the day and spend it with my family, what the heck? I don't have to go, hey, boss, can I have the day off? <laughs> so for me, that's my passion is, is doing what you love that you truly feel like you don't work a day in your life so that you can make the rules and spend time with your family and have those extra moments because if I would have been able to go back and have those extra moments with my dad, that would have made been something even more special to me because I mm. lost him at such a young age. Mm. Well, and also you are doing what you like. You know, some people have a job because it's a job, not yes. necessarily what they're great at or love. And yes. so that makes it even more of a drudgery. Yes. <clears throat> What are some of the typical requests that you get to help them take the load off of their to-do list? A lot of the times clients come to me with, they've previously DIY'd a website. They know it looks pretty atrocious. They're like, look, I hate it. It doesn't look good. It needs help. It's not in my wheelhouse. I don't have the time or the ability to figure it out. 
because it's possible to DIY your own website with enough time and and, effort put into it. But oftentimes it's this, you know, I I DIY'd it in the past. I did the best I could, but now I need that professional's touch. I need, I need it polished up. Right. Right. So when is it time for you to hire that pro you (laughs) to fix your website? You know, do, do you do assessments of people's websites for them? It is something that if it's requested of me via email, I have no problem doing it. Um, I don't advertise it on my site. I probably should, <laughs> but um, it is something that I am totally willing to do because it's not right for everyone. I, I know that when you're in the beginning stages of business, there's this period of you just have to do your best and put it together yourself because at that point you're starting and you go through this phase of figuring out what you like to do in business and how you like to do it and Mm -hmm. who you like to work with and help. And that's your business unique. So when you figure that out, you can start to put it together and get traction and, and get your business going. But there hit, there comes a point when you either don't have the ability to manage it anymore on your own. You, you're, if you're aware you know, if you look at your site compared to others and you, mm-hmm. you go, man, I really wish my site, had that. Or, you know, it'd be so nice if I could just do this with my website, but I can't figure out how <laughs> it, you know, or if you're starting to bring in money and you're starting to see that growth and you need to be able to have these more flexible options to do some extra things with your site. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's time I'd say to hire a professional or at least talk to one and see what they, what they recommend. Yeah. If you're starting to bring in some money, put that money back into your business. Definitely. So say they've decided that they're going to do it themselves. What are a couple things that they should consider whenever they're building their website? What are some starting points? My number one starting point is plan it out in advance. Because I remember when I built my first website for my for my business. Now I've I've been playing around with web design since I was in high school. But when I built my first website for my business, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start building. And I just went into the homepage and I was like, I need more strategy behind this. I let yeah. myself get, I was getting ahead of myself because I was so excited to do the fun, pretty stuff with it that. I didn't plan it out. So I just take a step back and, and get a, a plan for it. So I would say, plan it out. What, what do you want to do with it? What, the way I look at it is every, every web page should have a goal, yeah. one goal per your page. So take a look at your pages you're building and how are they going to help you meet your business goals? Hmm. Because if you're not driving people through your site to what you want them to do, they're, they're just going to kind of fumble around. I've Mm. had some websites I've landed on where there's so many things to do. It's overwhelming. Mm. And those are fun websites to be on, but it gets a little overwhelming when you've got 15 different things that you want to check out. So building that system, that funnel of kind of bringing them in, into your world step-by-step helps kind of guide them, 
give them, you know, the, the pathway of where you want them to go. So I would say plan it out and work with your business goals. And one of my favorite, favorite quotes is it might not not even be quotable. You know how they have those, like (laughs) those awesome quotes. This is something that, that I have, I saw it and I was like, yes, that is so true. It makes so much sense. So there's a copywriter I follow called Ashlyn Wrights. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard of her. She is pretty incredible. Um, And one of the things she says all the time is copy dictates design, never the other way around. So write your site and then design around that. Don't just go, I want to put this here. What can I write to go here? Mm -hmm. Because if you write with the intention in mind, because your website design gets you roughly 90 to 95% of that initial, um, like reader interest of making them stay around on the page Mm -hmm. and, you know, gets them to kind of move through it. But your words are that last little bit that push them over. Mm -hmm. So if you can lead with your copy and then design around it, you're going to have that extra edge of, man, they're in my head. How are they doing that? (laughs) You know, as you're talking, it's making me think of, a an artist or a movie editor or or a designer they're going to do that storyboard they're going to put that all out how it flows from scene to scene and and that's really what you're doing with your website you're having it page to page flow how is how's that navigation going to work and make sense and I, and I always, whenever I was doing websites, would think, okay, what are the back doors of people, you know, what are the different ways people want to get into it? It, it can't just be one entry into get things because the way my mind works isn't necessarily the way that, you know, Sarah's mind works or someone else. So, yes. And also often, if you think about it, people aren't always going to land right on your homepage. So your homepage is important, but they have to be aware of you to go there. To, right to your homepage. Oftentimes when you're marketing your business, Facebook ads or Instagram or Pinterest, they're going to come to you through a blog post or a page. Yeah. So, so think about how are you optimizing your blog posts to pull people onto your email yeah. list Very to good. drag them over to your resource page where they can find all the different ways to, to work with you. So it's that thinking about all the different ways that they could find you and then you know, building out that pathway from there. Very good. So what are some misconceptions about DIY, DIYing your website? What are, what are some things that people think about it? Maybe it's the easiest thing is to um, I think a lot of times some people think, oh, it's going to be super easy. Yeah, they they underestimate how big it is, how much is involved. Um, and then there's this, you know, I don't need professional, good quality looking photos. Mm. You know, I, I don't need to worry about my graphics, you know, as long as they're okay. Um, you know, and depending on the industry that you're in, sometimes you can get away with it. Sometimes you can't. That's one of those 
do your best. I know that it's, it's a cost. It's another, you're like more pictures to, to buy, or you have to figure out, I've, mm. I've tried to figure out a digital camera and it's one of those, I need like a whole nother brain and a month to sit there and really, and like a thousand dollars to invest in some course. And I'm a highly creative person. So for me not getting it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is obviously a little more technical than I, it's like that. I didn't, didn't, I underestimated how challenging it would be. So there's underestimating it. There's thinking that the words don't matter and you can just put anything up. Another thing that kills me is when I see an about me page that is heavily about them, about, about me page is not actually about you. It's about how you can help your ideal client, bringing them into your world showing them, teaching them about you, but how it applies to them, how Mm -hmm. it helps them. Yeah. I think the other thing that people don't understand, they underestimate is that I put it out there, I build it, and then they don't ever touch it again. (laughs) Yes. As I've always said, your website has to be fluid. It has to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I have a, a, dear business friend slash client of mine who put in far too much money into a designer to build her website and it wasn't anything she could work with Mm. so now we are totally redoing her site so that it's something she can work with because I've always felt and this is one of those things I hate about my industry I hate that designers like it's like dangling the carrot out in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, your website's done, but, but you know, I, I have the power over it. I hate that. It's your business. You should have control of your website. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've always looked at it because I think about the pandemic and COVID and how many small businesses, especially in the online world, had to throw an offer together that was at a discounted rate or a package or a bundle mm-hmm. to try to make it through the pandemic to yeah. keep sales rolling. And then I think, what about all the people who didn't have access, who then had to go pay money to a web designer to put something out there and then hope that their designer could do it in a timely fashion. Meanwhile, they're spending money, hoping to try to bring in money, mm-hmm. knowing that, that the pandemic is probably going to hurt business. Yeah. So that's something I've always felt that you should be in control of it. It should be something that you can manage. You can go on any time and go, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to throw this offer out there and I'm going to try this and test this because in business, a lot of it is just testing and tweaking and playing with things. A lot of it is. And when you don't have that ability to go on your website, the way I look at your website is just like a brick and mortar business has their storefront. Mm -hmm. Your website is your virtual storefront. That's where people go to learn about you. You own that space, you know, and it, it dates me, but I, my, my, my favorite question to ask is, have you ever heard of MySpace? <laughs> it, it was a very popular social media platform when I was in roughly in high school. And as Facebook came out, it started to kind of drift off. But you don't own any social media platform. Any of them can go away at any time. So I think about all the people who run a business on Instagram. And if you're making money from Instagram, great, keep it up. But don't let that be your sole way right. to find money. Right. You need to own another space where people find you. Yeah, for sure. So what is the best tip for building 
a successful sales funnel? I would say my best bet, my best tip is plan out how you're going to take people through. So Mm -hmm. one of the best analogies that I've heard it explained as is, and this was actually explained to me from Courtney Foster Donahue. um, And the way she explained it is your sales funnel doesn't need to be cross the river. Mm -hmm. It should be step on this stepping stone. So your sales funnel is stepping stones to get them to a bigger picture. Oh, nice. So for that really puts it into perspective of break it down into small chunks, get them to do this first. So planning it out and, and building that, that path of what's the end goal of my funnel going to be and how, how are my offers going to work together to get them to that end goal? And that makes sense. Because, you know, we always are looking for the small wins Mm -hmm. to get to that end goal. And so that's the stepping stones are just a perfect way to get to those small wins. Yes, exactly. So this time is like flying by. I I probably could talk to you for hours about websites. (laughs) It is a vast topic. Excuse me. Websites are just one piece are um, what else do you offer your clients is it just web design or is there other things that you offer them so for the moment it's just web design i am looking looking at offering a kind of like a next level web design and it's what i'm working out with my client she she had her website built Mm -hmm. the one who spent way too much money. She had her website built and it looked beautiful, but it was totally not functional. And she was like, I need something. So she went to Kajabi, which is perfectly fine. Mm. But now she's stuck in this monthly payment plan with Kajabi of, of like, basically she's paying in a month, almost what I pay in a year for hosting. (laughs) And it's, I'm like, but I, I pay for hosting and there's a couple mm-hmm. other tools that I pay for mm-hmm. that, don't, that still don't, don't add up to the year's worth wow. and it's far cheaper Yeah, and you get more control because Kajabi limits you. And, you know, they say, well, it's gotta be this way, but when you build it on your own, you can, you can do it differently. So I am, we are moving her course over to a, a new platform on her website. So where she's got control over all the little pieces of it Mm -hmm. and including training for it. So this is really my kind of like beta testing this, like building this part of the process of like, like migrating your courses and setting it up in a way that it's really built out for your clients to Mm. kind of make that nice user experience. So that's one thing I am working on. I'm also considering next year um, starting a day rate service because I know that sometimes you just wish you could just pay (laughs) someone for a day to like, hey, can you come help me with my site for a day? Just to help me do do this or that. So that's something I've thought about. Those people that that know they have to maintain it, but it's like, okay, the first of the month, I want to change something. I'm going to call you. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
I'm working on building out a template shop because that's something else. I'm like, you know what? People need access to affordable, beautiful looking websites that they can still manage on their own. And that's my, my gripe with a WordPress theme is your WordPress theme dictates how it looks, but there's other ways to build a WordPress website Mm. that give you the freedom of how it looks without being limited by, well, this is what my theme does. All right. It's actually time for the rapid fire questions. These are five words or phrases and you just, whatever comes to the top of your mind, whenever I give you the word or phrase, what does success mean? Having the ability to comfortably live life on your terms, whatever that looks like for you. If it looks like working 20 hours a week before the kids get up to go to school and (laughs) you know, and doing whatever and being able to vacation all summer, whatever it looks like. Landing page advice. Don't have any links up at the top, like to take your, your header off the landing page. The landing page is really a, you have two options, sign up for whatever is on the landing page or close it or, and, Mm -hmm. or slash go back to don't, don't put any other, the only link that should be on your landing page is for them to do what you want them to do on that page. You should have templates for that. <laughs> what, what excites you about your life today? The ability to make my own schedule, to decide what I, so I learned in January this year that I have ADHD. So much of my life makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> We always joked as a kid that I had music ADD because, and it was always my joke because I would sit there and I'd, I'd flip through a song and listen to like 30 seconds and then flip through the next one and listen to half of it. So it was always my joke that I had music ADD. Little do I know that many years later, I would actually find out I actually do. So the ability to kind of follow where that takes me and not be confined to, well, this is what I have to do today. To to make my own schedule. What is your best family memory? Camping with my parents. That Mm. was something we did all the time as a kid. We would go camping. We'd make campfires. We would have, we'd go on vacation. I've been to over half the states with a, like probably the only thing on my bucket list is to visit all of them. So that is fond memories. I have memories of my grandfather on my mom's side was in his seventies. When he passed, he was on blood thinners. He was the, the grandfather who always wore like a sweatsuit and covered in, was covered in a blanket and had slippers and socks. <laughs> he was on blood thinners. So he was always freezing cold. And my dad and one of my brothers made a campfire so big that they actually we're, we're toasting out my grandfather. It's a fun memory. What is the next path on your journey? I think you touched on this, but you can expand. Really for me, it's, it's helping for me in the web design world. I see too many designers take advantage of people jack up their rates, charge them too much money, build things that aren't functional. So for me, it's all about finding different ways to help someone 
at any stage of their website building or business building journey to be able to build the business that they love. That's my ultimate passion is to help entrepreneurs build the life you love because you deserve to be happy to enjoy doing what you do every day. Sounds awesome. Okay, this is now the time for me to warn everyone that's just listening to get out your paper and pencil. And we're going to share my screen to have our contact information for Danielle. So we have Danielle's website is behindthescenesgenius.com. Again, that's behindthescenesgenius.com. You can't spell genius. I'll spell it out. B-E-H-I-N-D-T-H-E-S-C-E-N-E-S-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. She is on Pinterest and she is on Instagram at Behind the Scenes Genius. And I want you just to go ahead and share a little bit about what you have as a gift for the folks today. So it is a direct link to my resources page. That's behindthescenesgenius.com slash resources. And on there, you will find, I think about five different freebies to help you get started, whether it's organizing your business, starting to build your website, whether you're trying to build your email list and you're like, I don't know what to do for making a lead magnet, or if website SEO is as scary to you as it used to be to me, (laughs) it was something I put off for far too long. And now I'm like, oh, is that all? (laughs) (laughs) It's also got links to a couple of additional things that I have options out there as well. If you'd like to find a way to work with me further, because really when it comes to building a website, all of the resources that you can find are always helpful. For sure. All right. So if you haven't done so, go ahead and get a screenshot of that. So it has been just so wonderful talking with you. Um, Lots and lots of great information you shared. And I know that you probably sparked a lot of people's ideas and and maybe um, interest to get in touch with you because a lot of people don't want to even bother with their website and they know they have to have a website or they Mm -hmm. just are starting and they're, you know, overwhelmed. And if you could take that one thing off of their mind, I know uh, whenever I had my podcast done, the person that worked with me that built everything, they asked me questions, things that I didn't even think about. uh, And, you know, I'm sure that's what you probably do for your customers as well. So please go to her website again, that is behindthescenesgenius.com and um, check out what she has for resources. So behindthescenesgenius.com slash resources, take those things up, but contact her. Don't be the person that says, I wish I should, I could (laughs) do it, just do it. Yes. And again, as always, Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. And I always end by saying life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling. 
where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.